Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. fun my name is grace my name is cindy and we're gonna do something a little different today um instead of talking about an element or a science story we're going to take um a product well not really a product but an um a chemical in in the product in a popular product um product and we're gonna talk about kind of the social ramifications of it and how it's kind of become part of our culture and mm-hmm. that product today, or not product, I keep saying this product. Is my product. <sighs> the chemical. The chemical in the is products. BPA. I'm BPA. sure you've been going around at the store and seeing things that say BPA free mm-hmm. on them all of a sudden. In the past about 10 years, it's become very popular to see yep. it on things BPA free, BPA free. And even before, you know, we started this podcast, I'd be like, oh, is it BPA free? And then I didn't really know no, what wait, that, why? why I right. just knew BPA was bad and I knew it was in some plastics Yeah, and that's all I knew. And so we're going to talk a little bit about like what BPA is, um, how it started being used in products in our country and how it's been a very slow process to phase it mm-hmm. out of our products and why or it's bad all. for you. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's an Um, interesting one. So, um, real quick, just before we start, I got a lot of my, the timeline from my information from EWG.org, which is the environmental working group. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where a lot of my information came from for this podcast. Yeah. Very good. I don't have that much information. Nope. But she has her brain and that's excellent. (laughs) So BPA is, a Bisphenol, bisphenol A. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? That okay. Sounds good to me. Um, it is um, a chemical used in plastics, and it was invented like a long time ago. Like 1891. A, yes. See, I, I read something, and I remember Over al- almost, you know, 130 years ago. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I think one common thing in here is we kind of talked about other podcasts, but it's one of those things like, oh, this is a great thing. Let's put this in everything. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> before actually really looking into what it does. Yeah, so it, it's used in the manufacturing of hard plastic water bottles. It's also, they make an epoxy linings of metal food cans, and it was extremely popular mm-hmm. in canned infant Can- formula. Well, any of the canned goods, like the, the, the coating that they yes. put on the inside of the can. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it was only, you know, about 10, 15 years ago that, um, companies started making metal cans that are BPA free lining. Um, so the let's see where am I? Um, so basically, it's uh, the past twenty five years study showed that the, despite the promises of everyone saying mm-hmm. it is safe, it's fine. It is a pollutant to our bodies. It's actually found in ninety three percent of people yeah, in our surprising. bodies, um, and it is a, a potent developmental toxin at very low dosages so a lot of things it's like oh we've talked about it's like oh Mm -hmm. it's really bad if you have a whole bunch of it 
if you have too much of it. Right. But even at low dosages, this is, you know, a toxin to our body. And it raises concerns for early puberty, prostate effects, breast cancer, and behavioral impacts from early life exposures. And that is because Cindy's going to tell you the little biology behind it. I mean, the, the, the chemical itself is made up of just carbons and hydrogens and oxygens. oxygens right. But <clears throat> take it away. So, so the, the, again, we've talked about this with chemistry, right? So when you put different combinations of things together, they have very different um, properties. So mm -hmm. you could have the same compound with one less oxygen, and it could act very differently. Right. So the problem with um, BPA is that it's uh, what we call, an, uh, or it's thought to be an endocrine disruptor. Please so, explain what that means. So the endocrine system is your basically your hormone system. Right. So all the hormones, whether that be sex hormones or other hormones that have to do with digestion or other things, there's lots of different hormones that go on in your body. Um, this one, they do tend to, uh, it's more on the reproductive side right. uh, that are the issues. So basically an endocrine disruptor is something that um, disrupts or messes with the hormones in your body. Mm -hmm. So the chemical composition, and I don't know exactly what it looks like versus which one it looks the most like, but basically the BPA molecule looks enough like the reproductive hormones right. that then in your body, your body goes, whoa, there's estrogen or there's whatever hormone it's, it's I mimicking. Think primarily it mimics Mainly estrogen. estrogen. Well, because they made it as a synthetic estrogen yes. to begin with. So it looks like estrogen. So um, basically hormones work in that the, it's, a, it's a lock and key system. So mm -hmm. the hormone gets produced and it will only go to, um, it will only turn on what it's supposed to turn on in cells that have the receptor for it. Right. So the lock and the key. Um and, but one thing that's interesting that goes along with this, it's kind of a side note, but explains some things, um, is that they found that estrogen causes you to, I think we talked about, maybe we talked about this on one of the other podcasts, Possibly. but estrogen, um, you, when people, pre people, women are pregnant, <laughs> um, they will, can get, like, or areolas get darker, or they might get darker skin We have skin talked about that in right. a science story. Yes. Right. So remember that that, um, they're like, well, that's weird because mel the melanocytes, the one that produce melanin, don't have traditional hormone receptors for estrogen. Right. So they're like, well, how is that working? Well, they have um, uh, receptors on the inside of the cell, hmm. and uh, a lot of these hormones are, are lipids can go across your cell membrane fairly okay. easily. So they can just go across the membrane. They don't need a receptor to get in. They can uh. just go across the membrane, and then if the receptor is inside the cell, then it can do it. So those cells have that special receptor inside. So maybe they're not as, um, you know, aren't they're not as affected as from regular levels of estrogen. But when it increases because of pregnancies, of then it can leaks in there. So different cells can react differently depending on it. So what the BPA molecules do, the or any kind of endocrine disruptor. Um, similarly, uh, DDT uses an endocrine. Uh, disruptor. Um, they basically either mimic it, so they are adding to however much hormone you have, or they could be displacing it in some way where the, it's using that one instead of the regular instead hormone. Instead of producing it. Possibly. I mean, you know, there's lots of different effects that it can have, right. but um, in w for whatever reason, it is changing how your body is using that hormone. And then maybe if it's using this synthetic hormone, 
the symptoms are different or the interactions are different within the body causing other issues. Which is why it can cause early puberty, right. but it can also affect things like breast cancer or behavioral impacts from younger kids. Right. Okay. So, because again, there's, there's many, one hormone can produce many different effects right. depending on the receptors of the cell and what type of cell it is, it is triggering. So that's one of the great things about hormones. So you you know one hormone you get to do a lot of things like more bang for your buck. But when you have things like this, now you have these wide ranging effects that are hard harder to harder to identify. Right, and harder to that's why that's why you have Isolated. side effects in medications uh -huh. because you're doing this one thing, but these other cells may take some of that medication and do something slightly different. Or hmm. so it's really hard. That's why it's really difficult to have medications without any side effects because right. there are so many different ways that different cells can respond depending. Um, and so that's why this, with this it's difficult. So you have these main effects, but you have all these other side effects that can also occur because mm -hmm. of how the body reacts to it. So it's difficult. Yeah. And they, and again, they, but they lots of, the, I think the first place that you really noticed the BPA-free stuff was in baby bottles. I know. Yes. I mean, that was when I noticed it, but that may also have been because that was when it was... <laughs> like at that time was when I had a baby so right. I was like yeah, yeah. that's bad yeah. um, but they really looked into the fact that it produces <coughs> excuse me um, uh, the they really like zeroed in right, on, on baby child products right. baby products infant well, and products and then as they get it if they're exposed to it at a younger age you have more problems than if you're exposed to it starting to get exposed to a 30 versus 2 right. or baby so um, I'm going to go through, I'm not going to spend too much time because I have three pages, <laughs> but I won't go through it. I'll go through it briefly of a timeline. So, you know, in 1891, BPA was invented. In the early 1930s, um, the first evidence of his toxic toxicity, toxicity? Um, because it was used as an artificial estrogen, mm -hmm. but it caused reproductive cancer in the girls with moms that were taking it during pregnancy. Right. So they were like, so they oh, took so that it's, off the you know, crossing the they realized it crosses crossed the placental barrier. Yes. So, yeah. And so they went, oh, this is bad. So they took that off the shelf. In the 1940s and 1950s, and they're like, oh, this is good in plastics. Mm -hmm. um, um, and it made polycarbonate, uh, but the problem was that it leached out of the plastic, and it leaches out of the metal, and it goes into the product that you are ingesting. So that was where the problem is. It's not that the bottle itself is. Right. I mean, it's kind of like Teflon. Right. It's kind of like how Teflon's Teflon, fine, but you're not supposed to ingest it. Right. And because it, you know, gets, gets scraped, scraped off, off, then that's, and it's ingested, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's why we were talking earlier in another podcast, too, why you're not supposed to microwave plastics or freeze plastics, because it enhances the leaching it aspect. Weak it, it weakens it. It weakens the plastic, and then the, the, it leaches out more. Right. So please don't microwave your plastics. No. Especially if you're eating out of them yeah um so over the next 70 years bpa has been used in bicycle helmets and water coolers and a lot in baby bottles mm -hmm. um and then in 1976 the first laws to regulate industrial chemicals was set it was the toxic substance control act but uh bpa was grandfathered in mm -hmm. so like the law kind of failed to establish safety regulations for BPA. That was in 1976. In 1982, the government assessed BPA toxicity, but they said, uh, it's still safe. <laughs> it's 
still okay. It's, I mean, like, it's fine. So on that, I think what I was had read that one thing was that it's an endocrine disruptor, but there's debate as to if it's a true endocrine disruptor. Right. Because we looked at, like, DDT, and there's obvious developmental and, like, birth defects that right. are much more direct so you can go like that's terrible versus there are just being some issues with reproduction right so i think to some degree that's where maybe some of this delay has occurred because it's not something like it kills babies you know right, <laughs> or like right. something it's, drastic it's not an obvious right of reactions right or and somewhat varied and right in what well, that comes out uh, yeah i mean we'll there's still but there's we'll see we'll it's not see as how drastic. much you enjoy yeah. our government when we're done with my timeline <laughs> Um, in 1982, wait, I already said that one. They said it's safe. Yeah. In 1988, the, UPA, the, UPA, the EPA ups the what's considered the safe amount of dosages. Oh, right. Um, in 1996, uh, was the first FDA's assessment of Americans exposed to BPA. So that was it. Wasn't until 1996 that the FDA actually like looked into it. Yeah, and they said the early 1990s was a team led by an American endocrinologist, David Feldman, that unexpectedly discovered BPA in a in something that wasn't expected and then looked into it and started being like, mm. Right. And so, you know, it was invented in 1891, started being used in things in the 1940s, 1990s is when they started going, wait, let's check this out. And um, they found they found that the BPA produced estrogenic effects, so mimicking estrogen, in cells at levels five to ten times lower than those used for safety assessments by companies that manufactured them. Right. And that's in the 1990s. Right. So even though they're like, it's phased and we'll up the dosage. But wait. Well, we don't care. Yeah. Um, 1997 studies showed that the levels of BPA found in people is considered toxic. So those were studies that were not government right. studies. These were independent studies. Flipping swoosh, swoosh. Um, also in nineteen ninety seven, the government tests revealed that BPA contamination is in infant formula. So it was in ninety seven mm -hmm. they went, oh wait, oh, oh, this is getting into the formula that that babies, infants are ingesting. I just realized I probably have a lot of BPA because I was on formula when I was a baby. <laughs> and you turned out. I'm fine. fine. Your body's I'm not falling apart at all. Um. In 1999, uh, BPA was found to leach from baby bottles. So they went from the cans going, oh, it's leaching out of the cans into the formula. Mm. And then, oh, it's leaching from the bottles that they're warming up. Oh, right. And plastics. And plastics into the formula that they're drinking. Um, but the FDA publicly asserted uh, the safety of BPA for bottles fed infant despite the emerging evidence. So there's evidence saying... This is bad. It's leaching. This is getting into the babies. They're like, it's fine. Uh, it's, it's fine. fine. FDA says it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, in October of 1999, a study showed BPAs causes early puberty in female mice. Mm -hmm. So that was a study saying, look, this this chemical is causing mice to develop faster. Yeah, and they found in, in one of those other studies, um, it reduced testicular sperm count in male mice. Has teratogenic effects, which basically means changing um, mutations uh, in frogs, and damage to sperm and eggs in fathead minnows, and to sperm production in male swordtails. Um, subtle effects on be sex sexual behavior in animals. So healthy female deer mice were found to avoid males that had been exposed to BPA through the maternal diet, so not even directly getting it themselves. Oh, through the maternal through diet. The, right. 
Um, furthermore, the males' outwardly normal appearance demonstrated impairments in navigational and exploratory behaviors which support their ability to find female mates. And that goes with, in the, uh, there's a study in 2002 that finds that BPA exposure affects brain and behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like... It's not reproductive. Not just happens. reproductive. It's also, although, you know, it you have a lot leads of hormones to in your brain. And from 2003 to 2006, finally, a serious government evaluation of BPA um, in in low dosages, that study was starting to be done in 2003 to 2006. In 2003, the National Institute of Health nominates um, evaluating BPA. So the NIH is like, we should look into this. <laughs> um, in 2006, though, um, the industry consultant and advisory says BPA is safe. And uh, despite public peer reviews, so they, d- they did it off of... Um, two studies they based all their reports off of two studies and one of them um the public peer re- peer reviews they outlined numerous errors mm. in that study right and the second study they never released for peer review they never released it to the public who did it nih no oh this was the government oh the government um you can't do you have to have peer review it's not it's not in literature unless it's peer-reviewed um, I mean, there, so there's there there is evidence. You know, this has happened before, right? The 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 paper that said vaccines cause autism, right? Got into got into a journal and but then was revoked once everybody was like, no, they looked through it. Um, but it's unfortunate, especially if they didn't even put it try to put it out in the first place it wasn't well it might have been pure it might have had some peer review but it was not available to the public right and well to, to anytime you, anytime you're not putting anything to the public that's like well, what are you hiding right <laughs> right um so in february of 2007 the uh ewg discovered the government the government's bpa consultant worked for a bpa manufacturer yeah. oh. Oh, wow. Look at that. so congress was like haha we will launch an investigation of the conflict of interest and the government suspended the contract but they didn't throw out the work that they proposed hmm. so they said mm, you got a connection hold up, up. <laughs> we're not gonna change gonna this, this data that you gave us we're gonna still say it's safe but we're gonna pause you for a minute um so we're gonna break down 2007 it's a big year in march the first broad study of canned food showed widespread contamination and the government fires the industry contractor from april to june the government assessment contains nearly 300 errors in their study 300 errors okay that's a lot that's That's a lot lot of errors yeah i mean a lot Mm. um in august independent bpa experts complete assessment of rising concern and a second advisory panel focuses on the errors in the assessment all 300 of them Mm. Then in November, BPA advisory panel issues a final report, but it's still minimizing BPA risks because, like you said, there's a lot of lobbyists yeah. and people that want to keep making money. Um, yeah, but it, you know, in early 2008, the FDA and infant formula manufacturers really came under fire. Mm. Like this is in baby stuff, right? And yeah, so this is where in the FDA response to the investigation reveals that, that only two studies are the basis of the safety evaluation. One was widely criticized and the other never peer-reviewed. So Yeah, that's 
That is ridiculous. Uh, that makes me angry. Yeah. That that something like that could be based on just two studies. I mean, that's why we have science. Like, put it out there. You can have like <laughs> twenty studies that show you probably a, ver- a range of and things depending on what they're looking in at. Other countries that were saying like. This study shows that it's not good. Really good this study shows it's not good. But of course, our government, you know, which will will get into even more conflict of interest. We're not <laughs> done with my thing. Isn't that great? Um, so finally, in spring of 2008, government finally finds BPA poses risks to humans. Yes. Oh, and retailers really? begin to pull BPA products from the shelves. Right. I mean, other people were doing it before that, but like yeah. the government saying, right. Oh, Wait but a minute. Walmart's like, we're going to take this BPA stuff off the shelf <laughs> now. Um, but that same year, like, Canada Health deems it as a dangerous substance, and, like, they're starting to ban it in other countries. Mm-hmm. Major manufacturers and retailers are abandoning the BPA in plastics. Um, and then in May, the House of Energy and Commerce Committee writes infant formula makers requesting BPA removed from packaging in 2008. They're saying, uh... Dear, dear infant requesting it yeah, not, not, not mandating it not, yeah 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 um because then there was another conflict of interest the bpa is um still not banned and the fda science board member martin filbert he received a five million dollar donation mm. from a medical device manufacturer the month he was appointed the head of the bpa committee oh, oh. Hmm. follow the money yeah but he didn't. He actually didn't reveal that to right. the board. Of course not. Martin Filbert, <laughs> I'm coming for you, wherever you are. You know, a lot of this reminds me of like the Aaron Brockovich story, <laughs> where they're like the whole company knew that this is terrible and leaching into the soil, and they're just like, shh, don't tell anybody. This is like right. Our like children. How, I know. Well, this there's. Like, this is the they children. knew that it was causing people sickness, and they're like, shh, it's fine. Might save money. It's not. It's not my kids. Whatever. Ridiculous. So in 2008, over 20 states introduced bills to reduce children's exposure to P- BPA. Um, and in 2010, the FDA expresses, quote, some concern over BPA safety. But that's the same year Washington banned BPA in children's products. Yay, Washington State! In, in 2010, the yep. US EPA reported that more than 1 million pounds of BPA were released into environmental reservoirs annually. Annually. A lot of BPA. It's a lot. Including soils, rivers, lakes, and oceans. Uh, including leaching, leaching leaching from landfills and release from municipal water supplies. That's funny because that's the same like year that the EPA plant. issued a plan to reduce the environmental risks. Oh, see? <laughs> By dumping it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, they're just noting that that was when they were noting that's how much is going in. So then they're like, oh, oh crap, yeah. we yeah. should probably do something about that. Um, although apparently seawater expedites the breakdown of BPA plastics. So the tendency for leached BPA to accumulate in the tissues of marine species is quite low because it breaks it down hmm. before it can get absorbed into their systems. So we just need to like drink more salt water. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not good. No. So yeah, prolonged um, exposure, even low concentrations for terrestrial and freshwater species can cause abnormalities. Mm-hmm. And plants exposures causes an increase in micronuclei in root tips, uh, DNA damage basically. Yeah. And in species of reptiles whose sex determination normally is influenced by temperature, BPA exposure causes sex ratios to become biased towards females because it's an estrogen base. Right. So a lot of 
uh, reptiles like turtles and stuff like that, the, whether it turns into a male or female right. is totally based on temperature. But now if you're adding this to the Not mix, Not if you're adding like, a bunch of estrogen. <laughs> right. And they're body. like, hey, let's add a whole bunch of females. Go, go. Yeah. Because you, you've read, I've read about that in different environmental mm-hmm. situations where like all of a sudden like all the turtles are female. Yep. Why are they female? Because there's estrogen in the water. Mm-hmm. So, um, or like, well, and that and climate change could also do that <laughs> depending on the temperature. That's true. Things. But, um, so in that's 2011, that's when kind of there was an international movement on BPA, especially in baby bottles. Mm. But that still was like the EU and China. And right. then our country's still like, what? We're very behind on Are things. Are you sure that that's bad? Capitalism. Yeah. So I basically finished my research really, really mad on the <laughs> government. Um, so basically, I threw a lot of information at you guys, and I'm really sorry. But... Here's the long and the short of it. BPA, it can really mess with your reproductive hormone levels. And it's bad for children. And it leaches from the plastic or the epoxy lining into what you are ingesting. And into scent, then it can get into groundwater and soil and other things in the environment and get back to you. If you have old bottles that you use or old plastics or old Tupperwares, just get rid of them. <laughs> and there are, so there's BPA and then there's also like, was it BPS and BPS BPF, and BPF, which are used as alternatives to BPA. Right. So now again, and I think I read this another time where it was like, these are supposedly safer. safer than that. But really, I don't really know how much that's true if we barely are able to say that BPA is bad. I want to I say that like really plastic is really not the best choice. No. I mean, if you want, it's hard to get bottle, around. It's hard to get it's away. It's hard from. to get away from it. You could do stainless steel, though. You could do mm-hmm. glass, um, aluminum. Yeah. Or aluminum, as aluminum. Long, as long as it's not lined with manganese. Manganese. I love it. Make it quite magnetic. <laughs> what are we talking about? Why listen oh, to our episode? Check out manganese. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, basically, really stay, stay away from plastics as much as possible. Try is really to, to s- go with more simplistic. Um, uses of things that's going to be safer yeah. for your body, for your children, and um, yeah. So BPA yes. is not not good, despite what our government said. <laughs> it's it's been shown enough to have enough, ish, even if it's not as drastic as these other things. It's been shown and and enough studies to warrant. There's been enough like, studies to oh, show that not. that there is cause for concern. So this is where also the social and cultural side of the power of the people comes in because yes. the main reason, right, the the companies that now have removed BPA from their thing have not done it because the government has ordered them to do so because they obviously have not. Right. What that comes from is these social, stories coming the out. social pressure. Right, and people going, of the this consumers. isn't good and I don't want it. So now they use it as a, as a promotional tour, as an advertisement saying, right. buy our stuff because there's no BPA in it. So that comes from the power of people from you. and what they buy. Right. So you can make a difference by yelling at the companies. And they, if enough people yell, And isn't it great that the internet is just a big, loud bullhorn for you to <laughs> yell? Usually I say it it's bad, help, but, you sometimes, know. Sometimes, you know, you, you can be used for good. You go to their Twitter account and be like, why isn't this BPA free? Is mm-hmm. it BPF free? Is it BPS free? And they'll be like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, it's BP everything free. It's BP free. It's clap. It's, it's clap. <laughs> just, just change it back to that. It hasn't been cleaned with manganese though. 
not purple. I love how we're like aluminum, but not with manganese. Glass, without but not without manganese. without manganese. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, plastics are bad. Stay yeah. away from them. No, but that's good. That's a good point. That mm-hmm. like really, I mean, it is a social influence that's causing it. Right. It is people rising up and saying that they want, is this BPA free? Dolphin safe tuna came because people heard that dolphins are being killed in tuna nets and right. were angry about there it. There was a big, right. there was a whole documentary on it. Mm-hmm. How, so. However, we have not freed low, lowly life yet. No. That's probably never going to happen, unfortunately. Oh, poor Lolita. I know. She's been in captivity for 40, she's the longest living captive If you animal. don't know what we're talking about, there is a, an Orca, mm-hmm. right? That's from originally from Washington. That yeah, she was from. She's from the coast of Washington, not like the. She's yeah. She's obviously a, she, in the I ocean. She's a southern resident. She is. She is yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She's from Washington, but she's lived in the Miami Aquarium for the last forty years. Yeah. People are demanding that they should she be here because I mean, research has shown that orcas do not do well in captivity. No, they're large, socially and social intelligent animals that can cruise a hundred miles in a day. The fact that. There have been orcas that have committed suicide in Yeah, there's been many marine mammals that have done that, yeah. I mean, come on, people. Anyways, yeah. we're not going to go on that. Digress. <laughs> digress, digress. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that is our episode on BPA. So now you yeah. know a little bit more about what why it is. Why it's and bad. Why it's bad and why all of a sudden everything says BPA-free on it. Mm-hmm. But like we said, just because it says BPA-free doesn't mean there's some other chemical that's not in it. Right. So simplify. Simplify, simplify, simplify. As much as you can. Anything that you are putting, di- like anything you ingest in, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, who cares if it, if like, you know, wall paint is BPA free. You're not going to be licking the walls. <laughs> well, you know? I hope so. Unless you're in Willy Wonka's house. Yes. But that's wallpaper. So. That's wallpaper and I'm pretty sure that's BPA free. <laughs> Just maybe the adhesive. I don't know. No, they put the glue on it there. There's an epoxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Anyways, saying. Um, yeah. I know that sometimes they can get a little crazy and be like, well, you know, like like how they say that like mangoes are gluten-free. And you're like, yeah, yes. Well, they, uh, I love it. They, they have like on water bottles, you know, gluten-free. <laughs> it's like water's always been gluten. That's just an advertising thing to catch your eye to be like, oh, it's gluten-free. It's good for me. Yeah. Hey. So there are fads, but, you yeah. know. Um, or just use, using the advertisement for something that's always, it's always been that way. But now you're like. Look, it's this way. Right. When don't expect that, that, that like a table is going to say BPA free on it. Right. Yeah. It's really only the things that you're ingesting. Right. Anything that can leach into what you are consuming. Right. So yeah, leaching bad. So it's a little, you know a bit of a depressing episode, but <laughs> hopefully. But more empowering because now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Thank nice. you, GI Joe. <laughs> back to my childhood oh gosh on that note it's getting late and um i need to go to bed yeah and cindy has to go home i do i need to go brush my dog <laughs> there's no more they're gonna wash. say brush my teeth <laughs> well i need to do that too but we gave wash a bath and and that makes all his hair come off so so there's no more hair on the microphones yeah check out the outtake on the manganese <laughs> episode <laughs> i'm picking hair off of the microphone <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or want to know where we get some of our research, you can feel free to email us at elementalfunpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me via my Instagram if you want to follow me, which is runmamarun50x50, which is 50x50. 
Cindy has her Pac-Mam Pacific Mammal Research. Mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You Learn can see the really cool stuff that she's doing. She's mm-hmm. doing some really fascinating stuff. Um, I'm not, but, you know. You're fascinating all on your own. Oh, my running pictures and my <laughs> little videos of Charlie. They're super cute. Yeah, that's about <laughs> Or about the food I cook sometimes. Is on there. That is delicious. Yeah. It looks delicious. I don't eat it. It is delicious. Yeah. Correction. (laughs) So in the meantime, go take a drink out of your stainless steel or glass water bottle. Mm -hmm. Throw away your plastics. Recycle your plastics if you can. Yes. It's hard to recycle them. That's a whole other issue. (laughs) But if you can. Yeah. Recycle them. But try to get as less plastic as you possibly can in every aspect of life. Try and figure out if there's a place where you can, like in in Anacortes, where you can donate plastics to be melted down and used in other ways. Isn't there that one, that million seas? Yeah, the million waves that they're doing. They're recycling plastics and making it into um, appendages for people who have lost hands or legs and things like that, limbs and things. So you can just Google. You can find ways to... Kind of get mm-hmm. rid of things without throwing it in the rant in the landfill, and it just leeches in there. Yeah, leechy, leechy, leech. So, <laughs> on that positive right. note, my name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And um, I don't know what we're gonna do next, but it'll be a cool element. It or sure will. Or science story, <laughs> or something. Or something. <laughs> Probably another element. Probably. Okay. Bye. Bye. Good job. Start coughing right away. Well, at least it's during the practice and not the actual podcast. 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 Yes. What? <laughs> Russian now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this turned bad. Okay. <laughs>